Okay, we are on Daf Nundalid Ahmed Aleph, the at uh, the end of the first line. We say Harechelim Yotzos Kavulos. We said that the female sheeps go out Kavulos. We have to understand what does Kavul mean. It has to do with tying, but what does it mean? How's it tied? So the Gemara says Shemechablin Haalia Shelhim Lamata. They would tie their tail down, and those to cover their sexual organ. So that the males shouldn't come upon them. The males shouldn't impregnate them. My mashma thy kavulishna the lovely perihu. From where do we see this language of kavul? This kind of tying language, tying down language is language of tying down. Maybe tied up. Maybe they should. Maybe maybe tied up. So they should see the the uh, the uh, genitals. The answer is no. It's tied down. How do we know that it's a, that it's a negative? That it's against uh, against producing something? Knows uh, how do we know that it doesn't produce fruit? It doesn't produce progeny? They see because we learn like this when Shlomo Melech gave Hiram cities. What are these cities that you gave me, my brother? It was called the land of Kabul. So Kabul is a funny language. What does that mean? What does Kabul mean? These were people who were wrapped around with, they were tied up with, with, with gold and silver. What do you mean? Does that make sense? If the people were rich and they had gold and silver, it says, he didn't, he didn't like them? Why wouldn't he like them? Because they're wrapped up in silver and gold. They're tied up in silver and gold. He didn't like it? Amalei said to him, and yes, he said, he said, why? Because they're rich and because they're spoiled, uh, they, don't, they, they don't do any work for the king. They can't, they can't press them into his service. These people don't work. So the people who are not productive. Here's another answer. It was a land of Chomten. Chomten means what was very, the land was salty, uh, and and cracked, okay. By my why is it called kavol? Okay, the mishtarga the uh, the mishtarga bar because the foot would sink into this land down to the kavol down to the down to the ankle. People would say, people, and the expression of people was to say, a land, uh, a, a land, an ankle land, a land where your foot would sink down to your ankle. The love period doesn't produce any produce. Anyway, the main point is that they would tie down the tails of the female animals so the male shouldn't come upon them. It's a language of non productivity. We said kavunos. What is kavunos? You're saying that you that you uh, that you that you tied something onto them. What does that mean? What does that mean? My kavunas. What is kavunas? Shemachavunas elamelas. It means what? That they would cover them up. This the wool of these sheep's, so that they would. So uh, okay, my kavunas. Uh, uh, okay, my pardon me. My kavunas. What is kavunas? Shemachavunas elamelas. They would cover them up for the make of say making these garments of fi- of this very fine garments called melas. Why? Is it because they would guard the very white wool. Because the Tanan let me learn. Remember we said seis ketzemelav when we spoke about the different uh, the different colors of. Of tzaras of leprosy, so one of them is one of the whites that we discussed was like white wool. My love and what is white wool? Amra beber barabayik it's like it's like it's like clean wool that of the day the animal was born. Why They covered up. They would cover the sheep up immediately uh, so that it would keep the this super white uh, fleece in order to make uh, you t- in order to make garments of melas of this very fine garments. <coughs> Furthermore, we learned. We said that the that the goats can go out 
with their udders, uh, with their udders tied up. And then remember, we had we had we had we had we had different opinions. We had three opinions. We had the Tanakama says they can be tied up no matter what. We had Rabbi Yossi said they can't be tied up no matter what. And Rabbi Yehuda said it depends if you tie up the if you tie up the udders in order to if you tie up the udders in order to stop the milk, it's permissible. If you tie up the udders in order to collect the milk, it's forbidden. And we said now, okay, we, we, it's forbidden. So Itmar Rav Now we learned that Rav said the Allah follows Rabbi Yehuda. In other words, it depends. In other words, if it's if it's for drying up the milk, it's okay. And if it's to collect the milk, that you put a bag under it, you know, you, you cover it up to collect the milk, then it's forbidden. Shmuel says the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi. That what is forbidden no matter no matter what reason you tie up the udders, whether you tie them up to stop the milk or you tie them up to collect the milk, it's forbidden. Some people say that Rabbi Shmuel said what they said independently, without without referring exactly to these opinions. The Rab just said, uh, like the opinion of Yehuda, but he said it himself that that to tie up the gen, to tie up the udders in order to drive the milk is is permissible below the chalav, but not in order to collect the milk. And Shmuel said both of them. Are Asr. and they say that they, they had to say it this way because it, because uh, it, instead of just quoting the Tanai, because there were different versions of the of the opinions. So no, say, just saying this, just saying this Tana or that Tana would not necessarily be communicated the Allah they wanted to communicate. Some people say that they were that uh, that uh, Rav and Shmuel were talking about uh, a brisa. Not the, not not specifically our mission or not independently. We learned easy meals The Bryce says explicitly that the goats can go out with their udders tied up in order to dry them up. not to collect the milk. Mishum said He says says you know that is the halacha. When you when you, when it goes out with the with 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 it tied up with the pouch to dry up to dry up the to tie up the udders to dry up the milk. That's not that you're allowed to. It's a, you're, the animals allowed to go out. Why? Because that's not considered a burden. But when you do it to collect the milk, that's considered a burden. Okay, he says, he says that's the halacha. Aval, he says, even though it's the halacha, I say you can't do it. Why? You can't even do it to drive the milk. Why? Because Who's going to take a bet? When you see it, when you see the animal tied up with this pouch, you don't know. Is it, was it done to dry up the milk or was it done to collect the milk? And since anybody who looks, the onlooker won't know the difference. Both of them are forbidden. Why? Because if we let a person tie up the udders of the animal in order to drive the milk, What's going to happen? Somebody's going to see it, and they'll think that what was really done was there to collect the milk. And they'll 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 tie up the animal to collect the milk, which is forbidden. And therefore, even though even though in actual theory, both cases are mutter, he says what Yehuda ben says what that you're not allowed to do either. Amar Shmuel ben Amila Amar Yehuda Amar Shmuel Shmuel says something. Yehuda says name Shmuel Lacha Kabiyda He says the halacha is like Yehuda ben Beseira, and therefore what he really say he, and ironically knows he's saying the same halacha as before, but it's not because before he said what that 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 both are forbidden because both are a burden. Now he's saying really one of them is not a burden, but lemaisa because of the Vedic decree, both of them have to be forbidden. Okay, Kiyata Ravin Amar Rav Yochan Lacha Katanakama. When Ravin came, he said the name Rav Yochan Lacha is like the Tanakama, that in either case, whether you're tying up the, the pouch to dry up the udder or whether you're tying up to collect the milk, they are both permissible. We learned in a Mishnah. So now we said we said what, what they're allowed to go out with, now what, what they can't go out with. tell us. The camel can't go out with a with a mutultelis. 
Now we have we have a little bit of a we have a little bit of a problem. What is it in the final analysis? Should we call it? We, we should we call it? What, what is it? Rashi here the the, the opening of Rashi really gives us possibilities, and he seems to decide that it's like a it's the uh, it's the uh, you know the saddle blanket, um, but. Later, he says something else. It's a cushion. They would have a strap that would hold the burden on the animal. You'd have a you'd have a you'd have a strap that went under the tail, and uh, and that would that would uh, lacerate the the uh, animal. So they put like a cushion underneath, and he says it's that cushion. Okay. So he says what he says. So the gamel can't go out with this cushion. And it can't go out. Akud or ruggle, we see these are two different types of ways of tying the animal up. And the truth is, all animals can't go out tied up in this way. We're going to see in a minute. Now we're going to learn another rule that you can't tie a, a, a bunch of camels one to the other, having a string of camels, and pull the front camel to make them all walk. We'll see why. But what you can do is you can take each of their individual ropes, each of their individual leashes. You can take all of you. You had five camels. Take the five leashes in the one hand. And you can pull all the camels. On condition that you don't wrap those ropes around your hand. Now we're going to see what all that we're going to see what all that means. So Gemara says, He said that a camel cannot go out with this metotel. So we are learning now with this cushion that is tied to its tail. But if the cushion is tied both to the tail and to the hump of the camel, then you can, because the whole problem is it's going to fall off and the person's going to carry it, so now it's not going to fall off. The same thing, if it's tied to, the, if this cushion is tied to the placenta that's hanging out of the animal, it's also okay to go out. Why? Because the animal's not going to shake it off because it's going to be painful because uh, it's connected to the because it's connected to the placenta that is sticking out. So therefore, it's not going to cause it to fall down, and we're not going to end up uh, we're not end up picking it picking it up and carrying it. Uh, we said that the animal can't get bound up in these different ways. What is awkward? So you know that's very similar language of okay. It's like the binding. Of the binding of Yitzhak. So we know what was awkward. Yitzhak was bound, Avram Avinu bound him. He tied his hands to his feet behind him, and that, that forces the neck forward, you know, for a person to be shechted. So that's the, that's what we're going to see. So Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Akedisiad Regal. So what is awkward? Awkward means that you tie the front leg to the back leg. Kitzhak ben Avram, just like Yitzhak ben Avram, was tied his, front, his, his leg to his arm. So the same thing, or his arm to his leg. Why is that? Shall I yikov yada? So that's one. So akud means what? You're tying the front leg to the back leg. Ruggle, what is ruggle? Shall I yikov yada? You can't take the bottom of, of one leg and tie it to the top of the leg, what they call hobbling. Both of these things are stopping the animal from running away. Macy, but you can't, you, can't, you can't put them out this way. Macy, Bay, they asked the kasha, one second. You want to tell me what we, we, we learned in a bryce and not like you just said. We learned. Akud shteyadayim. We learned that akud is not tying the front leg to the back leg, but it's rather what tying the two front legs together or tying the two back legs together. Ruggle and ruggle, like we said, you can't tie the bottom of the leg to the top of the leg, uh, so, so, so it's hobbled. I so the answer so, so we have a kasha. You just told me you just told me a minute ago, Rabbi Huda, you told me that that akud is the front leg to the back leg. Now we saw it's the two front legs together or the two back legs together. He says, don't worry. Who 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 kiai tana? Rabbi Huda said like a different tana. You're right. There is a tana that holds that akud means the two front legs or the two back legs. But he has a tana that holds that it's the front leg to the back leg. The tiny because we learn. 
Akud Akedis Yad Beregel. Akud is tying the front leg and the back leg. Oshte Yadayim Oshte Raglayim. Or the two front legs and the two back legs. And Ragul is like we said, Shalo Yikof Yado Al Gabi Zor And Ragul is that you cannot tie the bottom of the leg to the top of the leg. Uh, top of the leg. I want say you can't. You can't bend the bottom to the top and bind it up. I said one second. You didn't. What did you do? You wanted. You find that the source of Rabbi Yehuda. It's true that the, that the source says what Rabbi Yehuda says, but it also says something else. He says we can't tell you. Understand? You didn't. You, it still doesn't. It's no comparison. The brice that you bought didn't say exactly what Rabbi Yehuda said. You're right. The beginning of the brice at the end fits with Rabbi, with with what Rabbi Yehuda said. The the, the opening definition of akud and the final definition. Of Ragul, okay, th- those were like Rabbi Huda. That was the front to the back, or the bottom, or folding the bottom of the leg to the top of the leg and binding it together. Mitziasa, okay, Kasha, but the middle is a Kasha because in addition to the definition of Akud, that was the front leg t- tied to the back leg, it also said it could be the two back legs or the two front legs tied t- t- together. Okay, okay, Mitziasa Kasha, so the middle is still a Kasha. You're right. So it's a different Brisa that supports Rabbi Huda, where it says only what he says. And it says explicitly, Akud Akirisya. Akud means what? It's really binding the front leg to the back leg. Okay, Yitzhak ben Avram, like Yitzhak, the son of Avram, like we said. And Rogo, and what is Rogo? You cannot bend up the, the bottom of the leg to the top of the leg, and tie it up. Okay, good. We learned further. We said that you cannot, you can't tie a bunch of camels together and lead them. My time. What's the reason? What's the problem? You know, it's not the what, what's what's the what's not carrying not this. What's the problem? I'll tell you why. Because it looks like he's going to market. That's the way that people go to market to sell their camels. So if we know how to do, it. We said what, but he's allowed to take all the leashes in his hand, each individual leash, and he's allowed to pull them. Amravashi lo shanu el inyan kilaim. He says, he says, he says, he, pardon me. And it says, pardon me, it, it says you can take all the leashes, but on condition that what, that you don't wrap them around your hand. What's the problem of wrapping them around your hand? So Amravashi says, lo shanu el inyan kilaim. He says, the whole problem here is a problem of mixed species. Now, okay, now the Gemara is going to ask which mixed species. We're not sure what you mean. What's the problem? Is the problem that when he, whenever after around his hand, he's like a person who's plowing, just like you can't have an, uh, an ox and a donkey plowing together, so now it's a human and camels plowing together? Or is it a problem of, somehow, somehow a problem of mixed species of wearing a garment of wool and linen together? Let's see. So the Gemara says, Kilaim Demai. What's the problem? And you notice, and this problem is not just a Shabbos problem. This is all week long. It's the same problem. With uh, you, you can't take all the all of the all of the ropes of the camels and, bu- and bind them around your hand. If you're saying the problem is what, the mixture of human and animal working together, didn't we learn we learned clearly when it comes to not plowing an ox and a donkey together or different species, we learn we, we, it's specifically it's specifically animals, but a human a human together with an animal on the same, pulling the same plow is no prohibition, okay? Okay, uh, okay. It's an, a man is allowed, together with any animals, allowed to plow or to pull. There's no problem. So you have to say that the whole problem here of wrapping these leashes around a person's hand, even during the week, is a problem of kilaim of garments. They were figure of wool and linen, and it'll be like it'll be like, and, it'll, and he, he'll have the benefit of warm him, etc. And have the benefit of wearing mixed species. The Gemara says, "Well, tonight didn't we learn? What are you talking about? When it comes, because it says that it's ever pitched in yachdav, it says together the wool and the linen, linen have to really, really be well connected together. And we learn achas." 
Let's say you sewed together wool and linen with a single needle stroke. Ain't a chibur. That's not considered a connection. You have to have two needle strokes and even two knots if you want to put things together. So just wrapping it, even if you wrapped it around his hand, it's nothing. Okay, so so why so why is there any problem of him taking these different cords? Maybe even if one of them is wool, one is a linen. What's the difference? And I said lolem kilaim dechabolim. He says, don't worry. It's talking about the kilaim of of these of these ropes. Vachikam, and this is what it's saying. Bavach The problem is that you cannot wrap them around your hand and tie them with two knots or two or two piercings, which is a real connection, and that's the story. Amar Shmuel, okay, good. Now, so now we answered that part of the Mishnah. Amar Shmuel, he says, Shmuel says that there's an added condition. If you want to, if you want to, um, and especially, this is now we're talking on Shabbos, if you want to pull these animals by holding their various leashes in your hand, the various ropes, it has to be in condition that the rope shouldn't go out, out shouldn't be, shouldn't be, uh, descending from his hand, outside of his hand, more than one tefach. And why is that? Because, because, uh, because uh, at that point, it's going to look like he's carrying the rope rather than pulling the rope that's connected to the camel. So Gemara says, one second, didn't we learn in the name of the Yeshiva Shmuel to Achayim that it can't, be, it can't be out of his hand two tefachs, that's double, that's a much more lenient psaq. Here we Shmuel said, what, you can only leave it out of your hand one tefach, and now it says two tefachs. The fact is that since Shmuel said tefach, and the Yeshiva said Tefachayim, it's two, the answer is that really what, that the true thing is the halacha is that up to two tefachim is okay. But Shmuel is teaching us, Shmuel halacha l'maysah talashmin, he's he's teaching us what is it that you teach people. That the truth is that, that even though it says two, it's really what, that when anybody asks you what to do, you tell them up to one tefach, and you don't tell them up to two tefachs. Right? And otherwise, people are going to do the wrong thing. I, the Gemara says, one second. Didn't we, but I learned something else entirely. Well, Tanya, didn't we learn? You said what well, that, that 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 it can't be descending from here one tefach. Well, Tanya, didn't we learn a brisa? We said that the rope has to be held one tefach above the ground. What do you mean? That contradicts what you said. So you said it can't be one tefach hanging down from your hand. Now we said as long as it's one tefach above the ground, it's okay. Gemara says, no, there's no comparison. It's talking about two different things. It's, it's a different condition. We were learning about one condition that you can't have the rope hanging a tefach out of your hand because it looks like you're carrying the rope. Kitanya, he, when it says that the rope has to be one tefach above the ground, it's not talking about the rope that's hanging out of your hand, but rather the bechavla beni beni. It's talking about the rope between you and the camel. And what's the point? That it has to be, it has to be lifted uh, one tefach above the ground because if it's not if it's not if that rope if the arc of the rope between you and the camel is not one half above the above the ground it's below it looks like the camel is carrying uh uh the carrying the rope uh um um it's like it's carrying the rope rather than it's being led by it but therefore, therefore, when you have it lifted up more, you can see clearly that the camel's being led by the rope. And the, but that's no connection to the law that we learned. That means when you're holding it in your hand, the part that's extending beyond your hand shouldn't be more than a tefach. It shouldn't look like you are carrying the rope. So there's two different, two different conditions about this halacha. Another mishnah. The, the, the chamar cannot go out with the, with the saddle blanket. Uh, in a in a in a time when it's not connected to it. Remember, we already when it's when it's not tied to it. And we learned before it can't it ha, unless it was if it wasn't tied to it before Shabbos, you're not allowed to go out. And we're going to revisit that in a minute. Below bazug afalpi shahu pakuk and and the, the it can't go out. The donkey can't go out with a uh, bell on it. 
even though you've stuffed it up. You're not allowed to take out the Rishis Rabbim. Nor with a, a ladder on its neck. We're going to see what this is. These are all problems of things falling off that you'll carry them afterwards. They'll fall off and you carry them. And not with a strap on its leg. We're going to learn about. And chickens can't go out with the strings that are tied to them or with the leather strap on their on their on their on their feet. And male sheep can't go out with their fatty tail uh, connected to a wagon. They used to put a wagon under the fatty tail, so the wagon, so the tail shouldn't be torn up by the thorns. So it, it would it would have a little wagon holding it that would follow it behind him. Okay, so pardon me, I didn't read the whole thing nicely. And the male sheep can't go out with the with the little wagon that is under their fatty tail. We can't go out chanunos. We're going to see what that means in a minute. And the eagle can't go out with a gimon. We're going to see it's also a little yoke. And the cow can't go out with the skin of the kupar, which is uh, which is uh, covering their udders. Nor can the cow go out with a with a leather strap between her uh, between her horns, which we mentioned before. Because remember, okay, we learned it's a it's a it's a decoration. It's not necessary, and it's also not really a well. It depends. We can argue whether it's necessary to help the animal. To guard it. The cow of Rabbi Lezman Azar used to go out with a strap between its horns, not to the liking of the rabbis. They weren't happy with him. Okay, we learned in the Gemara. Uh, we said that we said that the donkey can't go out with this blanket on it if it wasn't tied up, my, which we meant really it had to be tied up before Shabbos. My time, Kedamran, like we learned earlier, we already mentioned earlier, we 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 made a whole inference that it could only go out if it was tied on it on Shabbos. But it was tied up if it wasn't tied on before Shabbos, it's not allowed to go out. Why? Because when it was tied on before Shabbos, we're showing clearly this is an animal that needs this blanket in order to in order to be warmed up. So therefore, and it's not a burden. But if you didn't tie it on before Shabbos, we don't see it as a Garment for this animal. Below zuk shall alpha bishupak. You can't go out with a bell, even though you've stuffed up the bell not to make it ring, but you still can't take it out. Why bishupak? The mechzeh come on the azulachinga because it looks like you're there. It's a different problem. It's not a problem of carrying. It's a problem of or falling off. It's a problem of that. It looks like he's taking it to the fair to sell it. He can't go with this ladder on his neck. What does that mean? Amravhuna beitloa. It's a it's it's a contraption that goes onto the onto the jaw of the animal. What's the point? What's the point of it? Because the animal has an injury. And it can't so it stops it from being able to turn around and and irritate uh, and 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 rub the injury. So it's a way of stopping the animal from turning back and rubbing the injury with its uh, I guess with its mouth or whatever it is. Below we said also that he, that that he can't go out with the with the strap on his leg. What does that mean? That's a that's a that's a strap that they do in order to stop it from injuring itself. Why is that? Because it somehow its, its legs bang together, so they put a leather strap around its legs so to protect the to protect the uh, to protect the leg. Um, yeah. 
No, they wrap it around the leg. We said the chickens can't go out with strings. What are their strings? The strings they use to identify whose chicken is whose. So they shouldn't mix up one person's chicken with another. I have low What do you mean without a strap? What's the strap? They do that also. They would strap the legs together so that they couldn't kick up stones. That They shouldn't break utensils. They shouldn't kick up stones that are going to break various utensils around the chickens. We said that the males can't go out with the wagon that's under their tail. Was that? In order not to tear up the fat tail with the thorns and the rocks, etc., that it's dragging upon. We said that the female sheep can't go out chanunos. So we'd have to, what is chanunos? I mean, what does that mean? What does it mean? So Yossi, Rav Acha, Ba'ula, Kamei, Rav Chista, but Yossi, he's sitting and he said this. When Mishashi goes in, what happens like this, the sheep, they're going to shear the sheep, and he says the sheep's going to be cold. So what do they do? From the time that they shear the sheep, they, they take some kind of of a... Of a um, a, a compress, a cushion, and they and they and they soak it in oil. and they put it on the forehead and, until the in order, you know, until the, until until the such time as it will grow back. so that the, so the sheep won't be cold. He says, come on. He says, that, that is overkill. Nobody, that, that's too spoiling. Nobody spoils a sheep that way. He says, you, you turn the sheep into marukva, into a, into a world leader. What do you mean? It's overkill. Nobody does that. Another opinion said, here's what happens. When the sheep is crouching down to give birth, and again, we give it, we, 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 they, they take two compresses of oil, and they put it in oil. They put one on the forehead, and one of them on the womb, Kadesh Tishami, so it'll warm up. I'm like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, "What? He says, still coming. That's that's over you. That's spoiling a sheep." Imkain, I see Yalta. You turned her into Yalta, into my wife, Yalta. That's 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 that, that, that you don't treat sheep that way. That's over over spoiling a sheep. I'm Ravuna. I'll tell you what it is. But you know, Chanunas means it's this. In the in the in the sea countries far away, there's a certain tree. The name of the tree is Chanun. And maybe a kesem, a menichen lo bechotma. And you take if you take a splinter of this wood of from this tree, you put it into the nostrils of the female sheep. It'll force it. It'll make it sneeze, and the worms will fall out of its head. Well, I said, what do you mean? If that's what it is, so I understand that's Chanun, that's the name of the tree. Says the Yachi Zuchar Nami. What do you mean? So if, you, if you're using it to get rid of worms, why is it only for females? Why did the Mishnah say the females? It said be also, also males. The answer is what? Kevin the Menachem Zuchar Badadi. The okay, Mimele Nafla. No, by males you don't need to do that treatment. Why? Since the males, they, they bang heads together, they, they gore each other, they butt heads together, so they automatically are doing an, they're automatically doing an ongoing treatment to knock the worms out of, their, out of their nostrils. But when it comes to the females, since they don't butt heads, they put this chanun wood into their nostril to make them sneeze and to make them come out. Shimon Azira, Shimon Azira says a different opinion. He says, Kisma de Risma. It's a splinter of a different, of a different tree called Risma. So now the Gemara says, one second. Same, same, same trick, but a different tree. So it makes him sneeze. 
So he only says, what second he says? He says, Bishlama, the Rav, the, Rav, the Rav Huna, the middle opinion that said that it was using a splinter of a tree called a, called a, a, a Hanun. Okay, the Hanitani Hanunas. That's why I use the language Hanunos. So it means that, you're, you, that means that they have this splinter in the nostrils. El Rabbana, but according to the other two opinions, the first opinion that it's the, the that it's the compressors, and the and the last opinion that it's a, that it's the same thing but a different kind of tree. It doesn't have the word Hanun in it. Okay, my Hanunos. Why is it, why does the Mishnah use the language of Hanunos? The answer is Davdino Lamilsa Alea because Hanun means to, to have mercy on somebody. So it means they're doing something, whether it's the first opinion keeping it warm or the last opinion, even that of, of shaking out the worms that you're, you're having mercy. The Abdina Lamilsa the Rachmina Alayu because you're doing something for the sheep that you show mercy that show mercy upon them. We said that the calf can't go out with a gimon. So what is the gimon? Okay, my ego be gimon. What is an ego with a gimon? It is a little a little yoke that, that forces its head down. It teaches it to keep its head down. Okay, but so the, but why is that? Why is that yoke called a gimon? What does that have to do with head down, bending the head? Lazar, my mashma the high gimon lishna the mikav. How do you know the language of gimon means to bend something down? See, because the pasuk says halakov kagwan mosho. Is it to bend like a fish hook? The head, the head down like a fish hook. So you see that agmon or agima. So the answer is gimon is something that 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 bends downwards. Below para baara kupar. We said that the cow can't go out with the with the skin of a kupar on its udders. What is that? That that is that the that the, the owners put they put this skin on on the udder in order to stop the leeches from uh, sucking out the milk from the cow's udder. The cow can't go out with the strap between its its horns. Okay. Now remember we learned earlier. What what's the reason? Whatever we like we learned earlier. Either like the opinion of Rav, we said earlier, Bain Lenoi, Bain Lashamar. Rav said either way, whether it was for uh, decoration, which was extra, or it was in order to guard the animal, because he held what? Because he held that it was overkill. You don't really need the strap to guide it, and therefore what? Either way, it is forbidden. It's a burden. Okay, Elishmul or for Shmul, Lenoi also Lashamar Motor. Or according to the opinion of Shmul, who said what? That for decoration, it's forbidden. You're not allowed to go out. But when it comes to, to guard the animal, that if you want to actually, you want to be able to guide it, etc. Even though it's overkill, he says that it's not called a burden. You still use it to guide the animal. It's okay. We learned in the end of the Mishnah, the, the, the cow went out with his strap and the rabbis didn't like it. What do you mean his cow? He only had one cow. He was a very wealthy man. Didn't we learn? Every single year he took, he, he, he took out, out, out 12,000 calves he would take out uh, for Miser uh, uh, from, his, from his herd. So he had tree, what do you mean? His cow, he had, he had, he had, he had thousands of cows. So the answer is, Tana, so the, the answer is, the answer is like this. You're right, it was one cow and it wasn't really his. Lo para, lo, lo shiloh, I said, it wasn't really his cow. El Shashkinto, I said, it was really his neighbor, a, a, a woman who lived in his neighborhood, and it really was, why well, she had one cow. And we, okay, and what's the point? I said, what do you mean, why does they say his cow? Since he didn't protest, they didn't stop her from letting the cow go out, so the cow was called his, they attributed it to him. Like we learned the following, and by the way, we just interrupt for a minute, we say, whenever you mention this group of rabbis, you have to take out the mention of 
the word of the name Rabbi Yochanan and insert the name of Rabbi Yonasan. So what did they say? Back to the ranch. Anybody who could protest about the members of his household doing something wrong and doesn't protest, that person is punished because of the sins of the uh, uh, is punished because of the sins of the uh, sins of the family. Banshiro, same thing. If a person can protest the bad actions of the people of a city and doesn't, nitpasanshiro, the person can be punished for the sins of the people of a city. Kula, if a person could protest for the sins of the whole world and doesn't, okay, nitpas kula, a person is going to be punished for all the, this, for the sins of the whole world. Amrav Papa, Bahani de Kalusha, the people in the, in the house of the Exilarch, who have tremendous power, Nitpasu Akuleyama, they are, they are, they are punished for the sins of all the world, no, it's for the whole people of Bavo. Why? Because they have the ability to stop them. said, "My We learned. What's the pasuk say? Hashem b'mishpat Yavo. God's going to come in judgment. with the elders of His people and with its officers. So you have a kasha. I don't understand. What do you mean? What do you mean with the elders and with the officers? If the officers sinned, What did the elders do wrong? Why? 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 Why are they getting punished? Together, what's going on? The answer is Ella Ema al Zakanim Shalomichu Besarim. Means that the that the that the that 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 it it's for the it's because of the the elders who did not. The elders are going to get punished because they did not uh, they did not protest and they did not stop the officers from doing wrong. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful morning.